Shalom and good morning. Welcome to Life Bites. Thank you for tuning in to our last episode for this season. Come, let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you have been speaking to us, your heart, through the Apostle John in the past 19 episodes. If we have been too quick, Lord, to dismiss any part of your word that you want us to reflect and respond, please forgive us, Lord. Help us, Lord, again to remain humble, especially when we listen to your word today. For when we are proud, that's when we will ignore and reject your teaching, your rebuking, and your correction from your word. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is John's third letter. This letter is unique because he named the recipient Gaius. He mentioned two other persons in the letter, Demetrius, which he praised, and Diotrephes, he rebuked. Now God wanted John to write down how these three men lived their lives as a lesson for us to learn today. Now let's read to John, NIV, verse 1 and verse 2. The elder, to my dear friend Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. Now, Gaius must have a very special place in John's heart. Not just his dear friend, but Gaius was one that John loves in the truth. He said, even as your soul is getting along well, that phrase simply means you are strong in spirit. So this gives us an indication that Gaius is spiritually strong. Well, the question is, friends, how about us? How about you? Would John write the same about you, about us? Now let's see what John further describes Gaius, his dear friend. Verse 3 and 4. It gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about your faithfulness to the truth, telling how you continue to walk in it. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. So John described Gaius as a person who is faithful to the truth. People spoke well of Gaius. John says that he is faithful to the truth. Now, notice that it is not faithful in attending church or faithful in attending online service nor faithful in doing things for God, but faithful to the truth, which he has already written before in the previous letters also, that is to love Jesus and to obey his commands, those who are faithful to the truth. And Gaius continues to walk in the truth, is what John says. You know, that's beautiful. That means he continued to live in the truth despite of whatever challenges and circumstances he faced, which we will know shortly later as we read on. You know, friends, I know many of you feel really challenged, pressured, disillusioned by the pressures of the world. Well, you may even have stopped walking in the truth. Some even challenge God. I know what is the right thing to do, but I don't want to do it. You know, friends, I dare not challenge God. Really, I dare not. I'd rather come broken before God and allow Him to restore me than to challenge Him. 
Let's continue. John says that Gaius, when people mention your name, they only have good things to say. In verse 4, he says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children, my spiritual children, are walking in the truth. In other words, that Gaius' life really made John very happy. In fact, he said, no greater joy. Wow. Now imagine if this could make the apostle happy. What more it does to God, right? Making God happy should be our main purpose of living. Nothing can make John happier. Nothing can make God happier. Same for me as your pastor. Nothing can make me happier. There's no greater joy can compare to this joy that as you're listening to these friends, if you are one of my spiritual children, you know, honestly, I want you to know that this has always been my prayer, that there's no greater joy to know that you, my dear children, are walking faithfully in the truth, faithfully in the Lord. So Gaius, he's a man that is faithful to the truth. Read on verse 5, 6, and 8. Dear friend, you are faithful in what you are doing for the brothers. Even though they are strangers to you, they have told the church about your love. Please send them on their way in a manner that honors God. It was for the sake of the name that they went out, receiving no help from the pagans. We ought therefore to show hospitality to such people so that we may work together for the truth. Second thing about Gaius, John says he is a man that is faithful in doing good to others, even to strangers. Gaius is a generous person, he's kind, he's always giving, he's always consider others first, always seek to help other people. Now in verse 6, John says, they have told the church about your love. Wow, in other words, people feel loved by Gaius so much so that even when Tell people about how much they feel they are loved by Gaius. Now, how about you? How about me? How about us, church? See, when we do good to others, people feel loved and that honors God. But when we don't, that dishonors God. And then John says, work together for the truth in verse 8. You know, if we truly love the truth, if we truly love Jesus, we will devote our lives to work together for the truth. We will never say or do things that will destroy the unity of God's cononia. We will always work together. And sometimes you may think that you are right, but that doesn't give you the right to behave unrighteously towards God's people. And now, John showed us an example of people behaving like that. In verse 9, verse 10, I wrote to the church, but Diotrephus, who loves to be first, will not welcome us. So when I come, I will call attention to what he is doing, spreading malicious nonsense about us. Not satisfied with that, he even refuses to welcome other believers. He also stops those who want to do so and puts them out of the church. Now, here's the bad guy. John says, there's this guy by the name of Diotrephus. What kind of a person he was? He's an arrogant person. John says he loves to be first. It's like the whole world circles around him. He wants to be on top of everybody. But Jesus taught us the first shall be the last. Remember that? And what else? He do not welcome John. The kind of arrogance he had 
so much so that he doesn't welcome the apostle John. It is not a nobody. He's an apostle John. You know something, friends? Only people who are living in sin and who love to live in sin will avoid seeing their pastor. Think about that. And secondly, Diotrephus was spreading malicious nonsense about God's people. Now, the word malicious is wicked, it means. It means evil. Wow, he was spreading wicked, evil nonsense. The word nonsense here is almost like if I may use a more, uh, you know, blunt kind of a phrase uh, in these modern days. Talk shit. Uh, excuse my language, you know. Uh, the Urban Dictionary defined talk shit as to say something negative behind someone's back that you wouldn't say to their face. Nowadays, a lot of people talk nonsense like that, right? And then John says, I will call attention to what he is doing. In other words, John is saying that I'm going to expose this Diotrephus malicious nonsense that he's spreading. You know, if I were to be the John, I would do the same too. Because such people are like a virus thousand times worse than the COVID virus. Very dangerous people. So please church, please help me to rebuke such people in our church if you find any of them. Stop them from speaking wicked and evil things towards the church and God's servants. Please stop them if you love the colony of God. But the word of God gives you the authority to rebuke and stop these people. Malicious nonsense. Could you please help me do that? Thank you. And the third thing about Diotrephus, he refused to welcome other people. In other words, he rejected people. Now, basically, he has created a Christianity that is all about him. When fellow believers wanted to reach out to him, to connect with him, he rejected them. And obviously, because he's guilty, right? He has been talking bad about these people. That's why he's, he feels guilty he wouldn't want to receive them. You know, I've heard of people who detach themselves from God's kononia. They only have bad things to say about other people. But not once I heard them say that they themselves need to change in this area, in that area. Well, just like Adam and Eve, it is always somebody else's fault, right? Now, and the last thing about Diotrephus, he stopped others from coming to God, John says. Man, can you imagine that? You stop people from coming to Jesus. That's why John says, wicked, evil. Now, maybe we say we don't do this. Not me. That is Diotrephus. But can I remind us, be careful that what we say or do can also deter people from coming to church. If you do, God calls you wicked, like Diotrephus. Then John continues on in verse 11. He said, Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Anyone who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. Are you listening to this, friends, what John is saying here? He said, don't follow Diotrephus. Don't become like him. You see, when you and I talk shit like Diotrephus, God calls us evil. And he said, you have not seen God. In other words, you have never known God, even if you have been a Christian for many years. 
Now that's scary, right? Do you really understand how God sees people such as Diotrephus? Please listen, friends. This is God's word, not my words. Please do not reject God's word. Listen and respond the right way. Do not imitate what is evil. John says that, but imitate what is good. And then he says, here's one good example for you to imitate. Verse 12, Demetrius is well spoken of by everyone and even by the truth itself. We also speak well of him and you know that our testimony is true. So James is telling Gaius, here this guy, Demetrius, you may follow him. He's a good example, not Diotrephus. How did John describe Demetrius? He said, Demetrius was well spoken by everyone. Friends, what do people say about you, about us? Number two, he said, well spoken by the truth. In other words, what does the word of God say about us, about you, friends? And thirdly, Demetrius is well spoken by John and John's fellow servants. So, what does our pastor and the people serving together with us say about us? Let's reflect that. Very recently, there's a girl who's from another city who wanted to attend a church. So her friend, a Christian friend, who's also in a different city, recommended her to visit our online service. And so she did. A week later, she committed herself to believe and follow Jesus as her Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, when we asked her what attracted her to church and Christianity, she said because she has been observing this friend of hers, always joyful, always kind, and always talk about God. Even when she faces difficulties in life, she's always happy and continues to serve in church. And so she said she wants this while she's having. And so friends, John's final letter summarizes this testimony. Our lives are either pointing people to Jesus or we are hindering people from coming to Jesus. The question is, which one are you? Please note that John didn't say Gaius and Demetrius are perfect. He only highlighted how they have been faithful to the truth and faithful to do good to others. Now, I believe they also have weaknesses, whether it be in personalities, perhaps in skills and many, many more. Well, who doesn't have weaknesses, right? But what's my point? The main thing is, are you faithful to the truth and faithful in doing good to others? Because people who aren't, these are people who won't make time to read the Word of God, won't make time to seek God, won't have an appetite for the things of God. They only think about themselves, not other people, and that will make their spiritual life dead. Let's reflect. Number one, if you were the one who will receive this letter from the Apostle John, what would he write about you, friends? Second question, or if he were to tell Gaius about you, what would he say? whether you are like a Diotrephus or you are like a Demetrius. What do you want John to write about you? 
Friends, I would like to end this podcast saying to you the same thing John wrote in verse 13. I have much to write you, but I do not want to do so with pen and ink or WhatsApp. I hope to see you soon and we will talk face to face. Peace to you. The friends here send their greetings. My wife Anne sends her greetings to you. Hope to see you very soon especially coming back to the house of God. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for using your servant John to speak to us so honestly. Because you love us, you always speak the truth in love to us, all for our own good. Because John loves your people, he always speaks the truth in love to your people, all for their own good. And so, Lord, because I love you and because I love your people, I pray that these 20 episodes of this podcast have also conveyed my heart to your people. And so we pray and I pray, what is not of you, Lord, please shut our ears from listening to it. And all that is of you, please help us, Lord, to respond in a way that is pleasing to you. We just want our lives to always glorify you and always give good testimony to your name, just like Gaius and Demetrius did. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. And this is our last episode for this season. We have studied all three epistles by the Apostle John. I really pray and hope that you have been blessed and have really grown being fed by these powerful words and truth in these three epistles. I would like to wish you and your family members a blessed Christmas and a happy new year. Till the next Life Bites 2022. Continue to have a bite and have a life. God bless you.